This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a new edition of the Cardscast. This Cardscast is going to focus on football recruiting as a lot continues to unfold for, especially, you know, not just for the 23 class, which has become the focus, but still trying to shore up the 22 roster as well. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And we're going to focus on the transfers that are coming in as that continues to be a fluid situation, as well as a new hire in the coaching room as Louisville, as Cardinal, Cardinal Authority's Jody Demling introduced you to him uh, recently through a Q&A, John Heron coming up from the Sunshine State. So we're going to get over two what I think are really two big uh, topics of discussion for football recruiting but Jody let's do start first on how Louisville's doing in the transfer portal to uh, beef up this 22 roster for the Cardinals and and as of right now they've done quite well sitting in amongst the top 20 uh, in 247 sports transfer ratings um, obviously currently currently have 10 have been really focused on that secondary but obviously they've got a, a running back they've got a wide a couple wide receivers a linebacker but they may not be done no they're not done they're definitely Definitely not done. And, and quite honestly, um, I don't want to say he's the biggest fish, but in terms of being literal, as far as his size, he is the biggest fish. And quite honestly, probably if you look at, you know, what the need is and, and what everybody wants, uh, you know, fans and coaches, I think if people realize and understand that a big, huge defensive lineman is something that Louisville needs right away. And then I think you say that Jermaine Lole, the Arizona State defensive tackle transfer, is probably the guy that is the biggest fish for Louisville out there. Um, Michael, I was trying to look up the rankings real quick. Um, I think he'd be the highest ranked transfer, wouldn't he? I mean, it'd be it'd be very close. Um, yeah, it currently sits as number among at number two amongst those still remaining. So right, yeah. I mean, so he is six foot two, three hundred and five pounds. You know, I did some research on him and looked at some things. It looks like the the NFL, some NFL guys are right now giving him a fourth round draft grade moving forward for uh, you know for next year. Um, and this is a kid that was uh, that, that that has been through some injuries, but when he's been on the field, he has been an absolute stud. And uh, he, you know, he graded out as top interior defensive lineman in the Pac-12 by Focus. Pro Football Focus in 2020. I mean, that's uh, that's darn good right there. And you know, he he's a guy, Michael, that he came in at 270. He's at 305 now. I'm told he's 100% healthy. He missed uh, the end of the season this past season due to some tricep injuries uh, that he suffered in August. I'm sorry, missed the entire 2021 season uh, due to tricep injuries. And he had, uh, I think, he missed a game in 2020. Um, you know, that COVID, the COVID year, but uh, he's a guy that's healthy now and, uh, and ready to go somewhere. He'll be on campus this weekend. And uh, Michael, I, I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but like a good visit. And I, I could see this thing. Uh, I could see this thing happening for Louisville. Yeah. Louisville, the first of what he listed as, you know, four upcoming visits, whether he'll make those other three or is still to be determined. But as of right now, he says, he's also going to visit Florida 
Texas Tech and Oregon. So that kind of gives you an idea who, of who Louisville's competing against. He also strongly considered going back uh, to Arizona State, but uh, you know, I think you hear that a lot, and I think they, you know, some kids do, but the vast majority uh, do land elsewhere. I mean, this is a kid that came in as a four-star prospect, number fifteen. Strong side defensive end when he arrived at Arizona State. And as you mentioned, moved inside and just became a totally different player for him. And over the last, you know, during his, uh, well, during his Arizona State career, 123 tackles, including 24 loss and 11 sacks. So, and that's in three years. So it's not just that he's a wide body that sits there and gets in the way. He's a wide body that can move and still makes plays. And that's a huge difference, you know, when you're talking about having somebody on the interior line. Um, yeah, you want to have somebody that can, you know, kind of make the, the run. Uh, bounce to the defensive ends and, and, and clog up that middle and, and give your defensive ends more opportunity to get to the quarterback. But when you have a guy that can also get to the quarterback himself, also make plays on the running back to the degree that he does, that's a difference maker. And, and Louisville, you know, has a defense where they've obviously needed to stock up its secondary, and they've clearly done that with a transfer portal. Um, but having somebody in the middle that can make an impact like Jermaine Lowe can, uh, is something that uh, Louisville fans and I'm sure the coaching staff as well have been clamoring for uh, for a couple of years. I mean, they don't grow on trees. So the opportunity to get somebody like this and an experienced guy that, as you mentioned, is already projected to be you know the top ha- top half of the NFL draft in a year uh, from now. That, that's huge. Yeah. Think Sheldon Rankin's D'Angelo Brown. And I'm not yeah. saying he's like both of them or like either one of them. But but to me and watching some clips, he does some things like Sheldon Rankin's did. Uh, and he get and he's able to clog up the run like D'Angelo did. He's not as I don't think he's as big. I think D'Angelo was like 320 or something like that. But I mean, think of those two guys. Those two guys were they were difference makers at Louisville when they were there in the front in the in the middle of the line. And and I think that that's what Jermaine Lole could be. And again, I'm not comparing him to those guys. I'm saying think about what they did when they were at Louisville, and that is kind of what I think he can do. Uh, if he decides to join the fold uh, and and is a Louisville Cardinal, that's the type of impact I think that this kid, uh, I, I think that he can have uh, on this defense with Louisville, and and it's definitely a defense that needs right now. They need help in the middle, and 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 look, it's not like um, I, I mean Caleb Banks, I thought um, was one of the, the probably surprise guys of the spring. Um, you know, he jumped himself up and 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 went from kind of a guy who didn't see any time last year to a guy as a true freshman to a guy who was, uh, who was running with the twos by the end of spring. And he's a guy that's going to help him out. You know I mean? He is a, he's legitimately uh, going to be um, a, 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 a major force before his career is over. But if you can get a guy like this, and there's other guys up in, in that front of that part of the line, but if you can get a guy like Jermaine Lole who can come in and play right away and have those young guys behind you learn some things. And then you've got some young guys to, you know, to give you a, 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 a spare you a couple of snaps here or there and, uh, and, and keep you a little rested. Then I think that it's the best of both worlds, uh, you know, for, uh, for the Louisville Cardinals. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, yeah, he'll be on campus this weekend. Uh, currently no crystal balls pointing Louisville's way. Keep an eye on that as we could as we hear things un, unfolding over the weekend. Maybe we'll toss one or two in from us. Um, so certainly, I think as as you let off with, I think Louisville uh, sits in a really good position, probably feeling pretty good uh, as he's uh, making his plans to, to come to campus. So how that campus visit uh, goes could determine whether 
he takes those other ones or not. So something and remember, to track over the weekend. And Michael, remember um, that the thing about Lole more than uh, more than anything, um, he's a kid that he is. A, you know, being a grad transfer, uh, I don't know that he's going to waste a lot of time. You know what I mean? He's got those yeah. other visits set, but if he finds something that he really likes, I think he could do it. And remember, he's from Long Beach, California. So Louisville's right now in the middle of this California push with Pierce Clarkson and and, and all the other guys that they're in on. Um, I, I know that Pierce has been kind of working this one a little bit. His all those guys out there in California have been working this a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I do know that there are some connections, not necessarily with – I don't know that the Clarksons know him per se, like, you know, like, like hey, you know, buddies with him or whatever. But I know there are people around the, um, the camp, that, the Clarkson camp out there, uh, that, are, that are close to, to this guy's camp, to Jermaine Lole's camp. And, and that has to help. I mean, all the positive vibes and momentum that Louisville has out there um, has to be to play a factor uh, with Jermaine Lole, I would imagine. And it, let's let's have some fun, and let's say he does announce for Louisville. That would put Louisville's transfer uh, intake uh, from the portal for the 2022 roster at 11. Uh, currently have three corners, three safeties, two wide receivers, a running back, a linebacker. And these are all guys that you expect to, to come in and, and play significant minutes uh, right away. Um, let, let's say Lole is in this group. Jody, how big of an impact, especially spoken def- defensively, um, can this group – you know, make, uh, are they a collection of kids that when you mix them in to, you know, some of the star players that Louisville already has like, you know, Yasir and Yaya and uh, Ashton uh, Gelati, does this all of a sudden become a group and sure scheme plays uh, some of that. And, and there are some adjustments going on there from what we understand. Is this a group though, that can help Louisville take an, an important step defensively, which I think when you look at this 2022 season, I think the difference between those close games Louisville had last year is probably going to come down to well how well the defense does take a step forward. Can this group of currently 10, potentially 11 guys uh, be that difference for the Cardinals, do you think? Yeah, I do. I definitely think so. I don't think it will stay at 11, by the way. We'll talk about that in, in, a, <laughs> in a second. Um, um, but but I, I definitely think so. I think we, if – if you're saying Jermaine Lole joins the fold, so if and, and again, still a long way to go with this one, but if he's in that mix, I think that takes Louisville to a different level defensively because that, that they're look when you add Momo Sanago who comes from uh, who comes from Ole Miss early on into the linebacker group, they're good at linebacker. You know they got a lot of good young guys at linebacker. Monty Montgomery. Um, you know, one of the best players, if not the best player on the defense. Um, so, so they're good at linebacker. You throw the linebacker out, you know, you're, you're fine. You're, I, I feel, I feel fine there. Matter of fact, CJ Avery was great, but with Monty Montgomery, another year in <clears throat> Dorian Jones and his improvement, the other guys that we've seen and in the newcomers, I, I feel just as good about the linebacker group as I, as I did last year. Secondary was the one where and defensive line, I felt fine anyway, but I know you need one good run stopper. So if you can get Lole, that's that guy. And the secondary, they just rebuilt their secondary. I mean, Quincy Rowley, Nicario Harper, Jarvis Brownlee, Jalen Alexander, Jaden Williams, and MJ Griffin, all guys that not only are going to come in, but I would be I would be shocked if we don't see all, all, most of, if not all these guys, make – 
some sort of contribution early in the season. The problem being Riley, Harper, Brownlee, Alexander, and Williams won't get on campus until later this month or early next month. But I say problem with that. It's also a it's also not a bad thing because um, you know I mean they're they're guys that that are hungry. They're guys that uh, uh, that didn't get to do a spring ball, so they're healthy and 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 so. You get those guys here and and and, and learn them, keep, you know, teach up the scheme and all that kind of good stuff. And and I do, Michael. I think that this is an improved defense because of what they've done in the transfer portal. And and I love the mindset that you have coming in. And a lot of these guys are driven. You know, one of the reasons they hop in the portal is they're driven to push that they are better than than perceived. And one of those guys, Quincy Riley, come from Middle Tennessee State, was an All Conference USA player, one of the top interception leaders in the country last year. He's coming in with the mindset, uh, you know. In two years, I want to be in the NFL, and you, you have to like uh, that mindset because you know they're they're driven and they want to push and they want to prove themselves. And if these guys can come in and, and make you know just a little bit of the impact that they're hoping to, then yeah, I, I agree with you, Jody. I think Louisville is certainly sitting a lot better situation uh, than they were a year ago. And if that defense, I think, does take a step forward as it needs to, uh, then Louisville starts to win some of those close games they lost last year, and and we get a you know, a more enjoyable season out of it. So knocking on wood, that's the, that's the, the way 2022 is headed. But to, as you hinted at, even if they do add low lay, that would make 11, that may not be their final number in the transfer portal. Yeah. I, I don't think it will be. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that they will add another secondary piece because really quite honestly, it's kind of crowded back there now. I mean that now you don't know, you know, it's all new pieces or mostly new pieces, uh, you know, when you when you take in the fact that you have six guys coming into the secondary out of the transfer portal, Antonio Watts, D'Angelo Hutchinson and Jermaine Caldwell, true freshmen coming in out of the out of the freshman class. You know, when you talk about all those guys, oh, my goodness, like you're talking about a lot of different dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know that they will add another secondary piece. Uh I, you know, obviously they won't add a uh, they won't add another defensive lineman. I don't think in no linebacker. May, I guess they could if if the right linebacker popped up. You know, somebody that was out there. I just don't think anybody's out there right now. We know all the guys who are out there, and I just don't I don't see that person. Um, I, I think wide receiver is the, is is the next one. Um, I do think that they well I do I, I know they're looking. Um, I do think that at some point or another they'll find someone that they want to add to that. Uh, wide receiver room to help out and to uh and to get uh and to, and to get this this thing kind of going back again obviously they've already hi uh, uh hired they've already brought in tyler hudson and d wiggins two wide receivers and, and hudson was you know one of the stories of spring of how impressive he is another guy that's coming to louisville to prove hey look i'm much more than most people think so uh certainly a big you know that louisville has done well in, in the transfer portal taking a few hits um obviously uh, tyler harrell heading to alabama uh, didn't help things, but uh, if you could find another wide receiver piece in the portal, uh, you can help overcome uh, that uh, late departure uh, from the roster. But uh, overall, I mean, you have to be really impressed with what Scott Satterfield and his staff have done in the portal this year. Yeah, no, I think I think definitely, and um, it's a uh, it is one of those things that you don't really know. I mean, we rank them now, but like I'd like to go back now and re-rank last year's, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd like to know after the season, how the transfer portal rankings turned out for, 
guys that really, you know, that really did impact, um, you know, the game for not just for Louisville, but for all schools, because you can talk about it. Uh, but then you got, but then you got guys who, who, I mean, who really did impact it, you know, who was the transfer guys that really came in and, and, and impacted the game, you know, for Louisville last year, you know, Brian Hudson, Kendrick Duncan of the six guys, Brian Hudson, Kendrick Duncan and Quinterio Cole really, I thought impacted the game for Louisville. Jaquez Turner was probably one of the more underrated guys because he didn't get as many snaps, but when he did get snaps, he was pretty good. The guy we thought would really impact for Louisville, Shy Words didn't do anything. You know what I mean? He didn't do anything. Yeah. Jawar Jordan was hurt most of the season, and so I think the impact we see with him will be moving forward. So of the six guys last year, you know, really three of them were 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 main impact guys. Uh, with Hudson, you know, pretty much Hudson and Duncan and Cole being those three guys. So I, I'd like to. You know, I, I like to think that yes, we have all this, uh, all these rankings and everything, and Louisville looks great with this, but we really don't know until the uh, until the season comes. Yeah, and, lots to uh, get excited about on paper for sure. Right, but, exactly. But uh, so let's do kind of shift our focus a little bit towards uh, 2023. Uh, Scott Satterfield readjusting or I guess bolstering his recruiting staff a little bit, bringing in a former Florida staffer. John Heron, which is an interesting story in himself. Um, we're going we're gonna to discuss his ability to get Louisville, you know, a bigger presence in the Miami area where Louisville's currently had uh, or has constantly had success and some big success. You think of guys like Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson uh, coming out of deep South Florida. Uh, but he's an interesting story in itself. You had a great Q&A with him, Jody. I mean, here's a guy that was a, a high school basketball coach that has worked his way into becoming, you know, one of the great guys on the, on the football recruiting trail. Um, you sat down with him. What, what was, what's your take uh, from getting to meet John Heron, the new uh, member of Scott Satterfield's recruiting room? Yeah, he's a great guy, first of all. And it's a great story. I mean, this guy went from coaching high school basketball, Michael, to Jim McElwain, help him, him helping Jim McElwain kind of um, uh, get to the right house when he was recruiting <laughs> in, down in South Florida and uh, and then he kind of helped him with another kid, and then he just got to know him, and, and he got a job, and he spent some time at Florida, then went to Florida State, then back to Florida, um, and and has grown into this uh, pretty strong uh, recruiting guy as far as uh, in not only in Miami but but just uh, within the uh, college football ranks, and uh, you're talking about a guy who has served. Uh, for seven years at Florida is in the recruiting department. He was the assistant director of player personnel. And, uh, you know, he was, he's a guy that's got a lot of connections down there. And, and you find out too. So he has a lot of connections, obviously in football, because that's what he's been doing, but he was a basketball coach for a long, long time. And so when you got that basketball background, he was at South Dade from 2001 to 2011 and South Ridge, from 2011 to 2016. By the way, he coached Gerard Holloman on the basketball course at Southridge during that time. That's cool. uh, and and he his cousin is James Burgess. So he's got some Louisville connections. But this is a guy, Michael, that that it, that can kind of do a little bit of everything. And uh, um, we'll we'll play you uh, we'll play a couple of uh, a little bit of the of my interview with him in, in a couple minutes on how he got into the game. Um, you know how it all happened. How crazy it is it happened. And then just the whole thing about the pipeline um, with with South Florida, because 
you know, Michael, it, Louisville's been so strong in Georgia in the first couple of years under Scott Satterfield. We've gotten a couple from the Carolina, you know, from the Carolinas, Georgia. We all know what's going on in California right now, but you can't leave Florida out. Florida is the most important to me state out there, and I think he helps bring some of that back. Absolutely, as I mentioned earlier, Louisville's had success in the past, you know, recruiting the state of Florida. The first names that popped to mind, of course, you mentioned Jared, Gerard Holloman, you know, but but guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson, obviously two still very big names in the South Florida area, and if you've got those guys. Um, that are still playing the game, still well-known with the high school recruits down there. What a, a better opportunity than to kind of ramp up your efforts uh, in that region. And John Heron can certainly do that uh, as well. What what I find interesting, Jody, is, you know, you mentioned how he was at Florida, at Florida State. He's basically been in Florida his entire life. Um, yes. so coming, oh, yeah. Coming, no, it, he has been. He's never yeah. been out of Florida. Yeah, he's been there yeah, the so whole this time. Is, this is going to be quite the transition for him. But, you know, so a guy who can actually speak – to the level, you know, to the guys that, that are recruiting, obviously these high school kids, most of them have grown up in Florida. So now he can speak of, hey, look, I've been there. I know what it's like. I've lived there my entire life. Let me tell you why Louisville is great. So now he's got, you know, great insight uh, from both ends, which I think will obviously show to prove good dividends. Yeah, I think that's true. He knows Teddy. He knows Tutu. He knows Michael Lee Harris, guys like that. Doomer, Elvis Doomerville, James Burgess, obviously, is his cousin. So he's got connections with those guys. I think not only does he help Louisville get in with some of those kids, but I think he uses some of the older guys, some of the former guys, to help generate some buzz down there as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. University of Louisville recruiting coordinator John Heron now joins us on the Cardcast. John, thanks for joining us and uh, to, to learn a little bit about you, a basketball guy at first who gets into the football recruiting game. How in the world did you make that happen? To be honest with you, it was, it, I tell people all the time, I, it, was, it was just by luck. I was a, a basketball coach all my life. I'm a I'm a basketball guy through and through. You're you know in the right. Saying? You're uh, in the right. You're in the right town yeah. now. You're in the right town. Now. That's you know, good. You know, saying? so I was I was a high school varsity coach uh, for for 20 years. You know, head, head coach uh, at the school down in Miami, and um, and so I have a son that lives in uh, in Tallahassee. So um, so you know when I used to drive up to see him or, or go and pick him up we always would stop by you know florida because i went to school there you know his mom went to school there so you know he's a gator fan uh so we would just always go up to florida all the time um and then when, when um jim mcawain uh got the job there uh he came down to recruit a kid and um you know i showed him where the kid lives that he was at the wrong house and uh, I showed him where the kid lives, and I helped him get this kid, Antonio Callaway. And um, and then it was another kid. And then the next year, he calls me up and says, "Hey, you know, I'm creating these positions. Do you want to come? Uh, do you want to come work?" And I said, "Coach, I don't know anything about you know 
football. I'm a basketball guy. And he said football is about relationships. Recruiting is about relationships. You know, and, and you know, and I want to recruit South Florida. So, and uh, so I ended up accepting a job and, and boom, you know, I've been in it ever since. It is, it is kind of crazy because people always talk about, you know, things that just happened for kind of a reason. And it, I mean, reading your background and thinking about, I mean, that switch, I mean, it does, it, it kind of, things happen for a reason, don't they? And, and you've seen your career kind of grow uh, after that, you know, helping <laughs> helping him with one kid has grown into a great career for you, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and the crazy part about it was because uh, I always wanted to be a college basketball coach. I, 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 was, I was, you know, always trying to get it, and, and people would always say, you know, you don't have uh, D1 experience. You know, you don't. You know, you need D1 experience to, to get a job. You know, and I always always just be like, oh, how can you get D1 experience when nobody hires you? Give you a shot. And um, so initially, being honest, I, I I got into it saying that I, you know, I could go here and work at you know the school and and, and get a couple years in. You know, and now you know I got D1 experience. You know you know, recruiting and coaching football, which is 125 guys. So it'd be easier to switch back over to basketball and, and, and be with 12 guys. But, you know, so that one and two years ended up being seven years. So, and, and here yeah. you are, and here you are. Uh, the, the, my last thing is just, I mean, you know, you're, you, you're a Florida guy and you've been in football. You, you mentioned Tutu, you kind of know, I mean, the, the Louisville, the the Louisville South Florida Louisville Flo- state of Florida um, you know that that pipeline has been good to Louisville how can you kind of help reinvigorate a little bit more because it has I mean they've gotten guys in recent years but it's it, it it comes in cycles obviously like everything does how can you help kind of invigorate that by uh, you know getting some guys from from down in the Sunshine State to come up here it's it's, it's about you know, relationships. Um, I think with me being from down there, uh, it's going to help out with, with my ties to coaches, uh, to A, um, I'm saying AAU because I'm thinking I was State basketball, 707, <laughs> uh, uh, 707 coaches, high school coaches, uh, and just, just having that relationship and, and, and being able to, to, to sell the program. I think, um, and that's one of the things I've been telling the kids because, uh, regardless of why or how but you know the, the facts are the facts are facts that the majority of kids that came from south florida that came to louisville for whatever reason has always been successful like for what for whatever reason they've had success on the football field here at, at you know the university of louisville so you know so that's that's those are facts that you know people can't dispute so to just to continue that continue that tradition and like I said, it's just about building relationships. And, 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 and the good thing about it is getting from South Florida to here is easy. Uh, there are direct flights, you know, out of, out of Fort Lauderdale on, on three or four different airlines, um, you know. And uh, so you, you can get here, you can get back home. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a good place. You're going to get all four seasons that I'm seeing now. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a city, you know, vibe but it's also you know saying it got spots here where right. you know you're not really in the city so right. you know you can sell sell the best of both worlds Do, um you're but i just i just think just the tradition of right you know those guys of, of teddy and michael lee and, and lamar and, 
and Holloman and Burgess and, you know, saying, and Dumerville, all, all those guys, you know, you come here and you can become a legend, you know, and, and, and that's the that's the difference. Thanks for John Heron for joining us today on the Cards Cast. Keep clicking at CardinalAuthority.com. This has been another edition of the Cards Cast.